Hello and welcome to a fully CG-rendered episode of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast. I'm a digitally de-aged Tom, and with me are very reasonable facsimiles of my co-hosts, Cam and Brian. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Isn't it uh, Ryan? Oh, that reboot failed. We're back to like the ah. original. Yeah, the fans are outraged. <laughs> Chet <laughs> is dead. Yeah, no more Chet, and uh, I really liked Tim, but it turns out that uh, the fans really like the classic formula, so we're back. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, see the last episode, 249. Reboot to the head. But you should know that as a loyal fan. By the way, Cam, Das Boot. Yeah, Das Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tonight, we are going to sort of finish our trilogy <laughs> on uh, on film. Film, that makes it sound very artistic. Uh, when we talk about sequels and sequels we actually might like to see and how they can sort of be facilitated with uh, modern technology, either sequels or continuing episodes in a, in a universe, let's just say. Before we embark on that digital quest, though, I'm sorry, I'm really trying to like push the <laughs> words related to CG, guys. The puns. Yeah, yeah, trying to punish our audience again. Um, before all that, though, we should probably commence in our usual fashion with our... CGG no our weekly geekly geekly weekly update who wants to go first I'll go I'm short and sweet this week uh been getting ready for Megacon which I'm very excited about but it's actually been a bit of a chore this year because even even today like two or three days before the convention stars are coming on and going out and changing their schedules and it's a very different lineup than it once was. So I've had to uh, alter some plans and make some room for new people. And it's not as uh, quite as fire and forget as past years have been. Hmm. That's got to be disconcerting if you're the organizer to have your lineup still in flux like three days before the show. I I actually, one of the funniest things I've seen recently is... is uh, directly from that they uh are sponsored this year uh number one by lyft so i I like seeing them get you know relevant corporate tie-ins but also by geico Ah. and you know they've been they've been kind of hawking that relationship on facebook and everything and uh so many people were like well i hope the gecko doesn't cancel (laughs) uh the gecko obviously being indicative of this but uh some anecdotal evidence to basically back it up geico is there at pax every year so i think once you've got them as a sponsor you're you're really really big time not that megacon wasn't already so yeah i i do hope the uh what is he australian gecko makes his appearance is he australian doesn't he have some kind of oh no sorry to all the aussies out there i get my non-american english accents wrong he's like british right i, I don't know He's something, yeah. <laughs> he's some kind of other. Yeah. His Italian accent is thick. Any idea what he's charging for an autograph, Brian? No idea. I, I'm sure it is at least 15% less than uh, other celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to brag about how much you said. Never mind. I'm not going to beat up the joke. We all get it. <laughs> Anything else, Brian? No, honestly, that that's taken way too much time uh, <laughs> this week. Way more than it should have. <laughs> cool. I live a pampered life. 
So it would seem. Speaking of pampered, Cam, how was uh how's your week been? <laughs> Pretty pampery, I guess. Um no, I didn't do much this week. Uh been gearing up also for this big weekend. It's I'll be in Orlando, but unfortunately I don't know that I'll make it to Megacon. I think that I will try to get there, but I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I'm going up Friday. Um my companion and I and my mother and my brother already lives up there. It's my mom's 65th birthday and also her retirement after many, many years of basically 50 years of working. So we're having a big party for her up there on I drive at one of the venues. And, uh, it's going to be like, you know, all her family that lives, most of her family lives up there in Orlando. So it's going to be some, uh, some of her friends and family from down here. And then some are, you know, most of her family from up there, we're going to have a big night, so that'll be cool. I've just been sort of putting that all together for her. Also going to, while we're up there, take advantage of our, uh, my companion and I and our, our Disney annual passes. We're going to go to Disney for a few days, and we are going to take my mom also to Universal one day. She really wants to go, so we're going to take her. Um, and so I've just been really gearing up for that. I uh, Let's see, on Saturday, I did I did do something pretty cool. I went to the Ninja Lounge. Have you guys heard of that? No, what's that? It's like a you know like American Ninja American Ninja Warrior basically you know you've seen that show right? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. They have like this indoor Ninja Warrior course. They have like this big ropes course. They have like one of those things where you can like swing on a swing and fall into the big foam, you know, pit. Um, and then they got a ton of just like trampolines where you can just jump around and basically act like a ninja but look like a retard. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, some friends and my companion and I went and did that for a few hours on Saturday. So that was fun. And then went back to one of their houses and, uh, had a game night, played some awesome board games, lots of yellow games. And also, uh, we've been big and lately we've been big into this game called, uh, Deception Murder in Hong Kong. I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's like a, was a Kickstarter, right? might've been, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it's like a mashup of. Avalon, Clue, um, like Secret Hitler. It's like a, it's like a, all these like different social deduction games sort of packed into one. And or uh, Myster- uh, yeah, I would say it's a cross between Clue, Mysterium, and Avalon. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that was. All, all three fun I was games. Very close to getting that. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a spectacular game. I, I really enjoy it. Um, you need a big crowd though. You need supports up to twelve. I wouldn't play with less than six, and. I wouldn't pl- I, playing with more than 10 is just, it's too much. So like the sweet spot is right around six to eight, which is exactly how many people we had. So it was perfect. Um, did that. And, um, you know, I, I've really been ramping up my travel lately over the last year or two, uh, sort of out of the game for a while, you know, living the retired life. But you know, lately I've been doing a lot more stuff and, uh, um, I finally decided to sign up for the TSA pre check thing. Nice. Yeah, so, because with my name, like, I'm getting, like, you know, I I get randomly checked every single time that I go to the airport, so I'm hoping this will, you know, take that down to maybe, like, once every other time or something, you know? (laughs) And, like, not just, like, oh, sir, we got to do this or that. Like, literally, I've almost almost missed flights, like, several times because they want to stick their fingers into my crevices. So... (laughs) So yeah, I, I, I signed up for that uh, online, and I guess I, I have a uh, I got to go and do some interview next week, so they can make sure I'm not you know crazy. 
Okay. That's yeah. I so hope pretty you, full I hope you full week. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I mean if they gave me a law license, I figure they gotta give me this, right? Um but uh but yeah, that's about it for me. What about you, Tom? Well, first of all, I'm jealous about the TSA pre thing. I'm contemplating doing that myself. Well, you know, I, I'd been putting it off because I'd heard it was 85 bucks, and I thought it was 85 bucks per year, but it's 85 bucks for five years. So I figure that's more than worth it. Yeah, and then the TSA just, like, sends you right through. Yep. Cool. I don't have to take your shoes off or anything. That's great. I'm jealous. Anyway, so apart from being jealous about that and probably needing to do that myself, um, it's been a week of tech support and being mm. – somebody on the other side of that equation for a change. Usually I'm the one supporting the software I write and answering technical questions. But now I am putting tech support through its paces at a couple of different companies. The first one being Samsung as we move to uh, maximize vulnerability to hacking of our house. <laughs> We've got all these different, uh, systems and hubs there's one for the hue lights and then there's the amazon devices that are the voice control and these different brands of switches and plugs all of which you know can be controlled via the voice uh, uh, interface on the amazon alexa and so on and one of the other hubs we have is for samsung samsung's uh, smart things and that interfaces with our like keypad door locks so we can lock and unlock them remotely and it lets us know when they open and all this other stuff. And I'm pretty sure with the washer and dryer that we have some kind of modules in now that I guess will tell me when the laundry's done. I'm not actually sure. But the first step, of course, is for me to log into the hub that's here. Well, my um, companion's brother, so my soon-to-be brother-in-law, I guess, uh, set this whole, like kind of set everything up for us before we got here. And it's, it's attached to his account. So he has been trying unsuccessfully to add me as a user on the account so I don't have to, like, wipe him off the device. And I've been going back and forth with uh, Samsung, <laughs> making a probably a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> but to their credit, Samsung SmartThings support, very professional, very helpful, very patient, uh, with the customer service rep even going so far as to, like, offer a phone call where like I could call them up and we could we could talk through the issue. And so uh they've been walking me through it and and soon I should be able to tell you uh how the spin cycle on the dryer's doing. So that that's all pretty cool. I just want to point out Tom that you definitely said that you're soon to be brother-in-law. So oh. is there is there something you're neglecting to tell us in your weekly geekly? <laughs> there is nothing I'm neglecting to tell you. There is nothing official therefore and I have no such plans, and on the off chance that my companion uh, should listen to the show, <laughs> I disavow any <laughs> knowledge of impending nuptials or engagements. Yeah, you, None of that's going to well, happen. We won't, hold it, we won't hold it against you if you, if you cut that out. <laughs> the <Okay>. magic of <laughs> editing. <laughs> I might not. It actually makes for a... I'll know for, for once and for all if she actually listens. <laughs> <laughs> you drop little Easter eggs just to see. Right, right. That ring is going on your finger on this date. If you listen to the show, it happens. If not, we're done. <laughs> oh, man, that's it's funny. a listener engagement. <laughs> anyway, that is the Samsung SmartThings uh, tech support saga. And then on the other, on another front, uh, I am working with Fitbit 
Fitbit, they know that people lose their devices, that their devices eventually break after being like worn, like for countless hours, et cetera. And they are really good about supporting you. Um, my wearable Fitbit, the one that I like kind of tuck in my pocket for, for step counting, finally like will not sync, like it's little radio or whatever conked out. And uh, so now I can get a free one of those or I can get 50% off a much more expensive device. Of course. <laughs> right. So, I mean, should we even take bets as to what option I'm going to take at this point or? <laughs> Can't take it with you. Exactly. Exactly. Can't take it with you, but <laughs> can give it over to Fitbit. Um, I may not go like hog wild, but uh, there's definitely a wearable that is an upgrade for the one that I have. A pocket wearable that's an upgrade to the one I have. I may just take the plunge on that. I will let you know. Do you think that it's, it really like enhances your life, Tom, the Fitbit? Because I've, I've like literally for like years, I've like sort of gone back and forth as to whether I should get one. And I just, I don't know. For me, it adds that gamification element um, that, that just helps me. Like I love tracking my steps and I love like trying to hit my step goals every day. Uh, it doesn't hurt that my work now gives me like money in my health savings account for every so many thousand steps I take. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. I should say. Yeah. Uh, do you have to like upload your, do you have to like upload your Fitbit log to like prove that or? Basically, yeah, um, I, they have an API that just ties into whatever this health health and wellness uh, platform is that my, my workplace uses. And so, yeah, I'm getting, like, my credit for all my steps now. Oh, that's um, cool. But as far as, like, yeah, it enhances my life because it keeps me – I love knowing how many steps I walk, and I love getting that little alarm when I get my 10,000 steps. And uh, if you are into gamification or, like, hitting daily goals and, like like, like those presented and logged – and more importantly, if you want to sign up for a Fitbit account so we can have a friendly competition, it will definitely <laughs> enhance your life. It'll it'll enhance mine if you get a Fitbit. How's that? Well, I, I mean, I, I have an app on my phone that basically does all that stuff, you know? So it's like, I'm like, okay, so if, if I already have something that tracks my steps, I already have something that sort of lets me know basically everything I want to know. Do I need the Fitbit? What, like, what's the, what's the value add aside from the steps? The community was... I, I liked it quite a lot when I had one. I, I actually did lose it at Disney, I think, and never bothered getting a replacement. But I love that. Ha I walked more than you. Yeah. And even, like, you know, you're kind of getting ready at the end of the night, and you check, you sink, and you compare, and you're like, God, I got to go out. I got to get 500 more. Got to beat him. Yeah, that's basically it for me. Like, you know, I, I yeah, I'm like 500 steps from winning for the day or reaching my goal. And like, sometimes I'll just get out there and make the steps. Um, as far as it being different from a phone, my companion also has like a tracking thing on her phone, but everybody I know that has the phone tracking doesn't use it because <laughs> it's dependent on having your phone in your pocket or with you. Yeah. Whereas this is, yeah. again, you can get a wrist version or you can get, I, I have a wrist version and one that I slip in my pocket, you know, that has like a little clip. Um, the latter is very flexible. You just throw that in your pocket when you're heading out for the day and you can even have it set to automatically sync so you don't have to do anything. So kind of cool just for, I don't know, maximum maximum tracking, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. My, I, I'm all about it. I, I say you should get one. And right. we have to get Brian a replacement too. <laughs> and we could do a Nerd Strap against... Ooh, we should do a Nerd Strap against a Fitbit group. 
<laughs> get get all the people in, get all the listeners in. I'll I'll defeat them all. <laughs> anyway, speaking of gamification, I finally started playing a little Xbox again. I won't have, I shouldn't probably even have to tell you what game. I'm still slugging away at Batman trying to get all the stupid Riddler trophies for the Xbox One. And uh my companion does not seem to understand my need to get all those. She is not alone. <laughs> I just can't like again it's been like eight months. I know, I know. That that is how much my gaming time has been curtailed, and I don't think my companion really appreciates like how much of a real cramping of my style this has been. <laughs> but I want to knock that game out so I can move on to uh I want to play Final Fantasy fifteen next. Boy. <laughs> Sick to Batman. <laughs> Brian was not a fan, so let it be noted again. And that's it. Just uh, tech support and gamification and a little bit of gaming. That is it for me, and that is all the news and events in our personal lives. Thus ends the Weekly Geekly Geekly Weekly update. And that must mean it's time for another segment that I believe we call the news extravaganza, Cam. Yeah, the news extravaganza is pretty light this week. Well, obviously the news has been dominated by that bullshit attack over there in uh, in London. Very terrible. I feel bad for the for the people over there. Don't want to minimize that at all. Obviously, uh, but I felt like I would remiss if I didn't at least mention it. So sad for those people. Um, I don't know what the world's coming to, but the good news is. We may have found a new world that we could go to and leave behind all these crazy idiots that blow themselves up. The search for Second Earth is getting pretty interesting. Um, In a month or so, they're going to be launching um, a uh, deep space telescope. It's called the James Webb Space Telescope. And that's going to be able to tell us everything we need to know about near-Earth planets that we can possibly habitate at some point. Um, they'll be able to tell us like, do they have an atmosphere? Is there water? What's the atmosphere made of? Can we breathe it? Is it, you know, all all that stuff They're they're going to be able to tell us, uh, well, not all of it, but much more than we currently have capacity to find out, um, now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's getting closer and closer. I mean, you know, I feel like we're, we're at that age where it's like, we'll probably see some pretty amazing stuff before we die, but we're probably too old already to like deal, you know, be like, involved in any of it but i mean if you just look at some of the stuff like this like i mean if we could actually figure out a planet and then figure out how to get there um that's that's pretty amazing and i think that's probably what we're gonna have to do at some point agreed yeah so tom you were talking about your smart home and your smart gadgets um ikea threw their hat into the ring last year with their um Basically, they're smart lighting products. Uh, they, they, they started putting out a selection of, of smart lighting products. And um, now they just announced that uh, a bunch of their stuff that is compatible with Google Assistant, Alexa, Siri, all that stuff uh, is out for a pretty low price. You can get a whole kit. They call it the Gateway Kit that comes with two of those super energy efficient light bulbs, a remote control and gateway access to uh, broadband internet, which basically means an app. Um, for 80 bucks. Whoa. So for, for 80 bucks, you get a whole kit to light your house. You can buy like just a regular dimmer for like 20, 25 bucks. But you know, why not? Why would you buy a dimmer when you can just control it with your smartphone? Right? Right. Exactly. 
So, yeah. So they're basically saying, take that big, high price, energy efficient light bulbs. We're going to do our own thing. And so when people come in and they get a couch and some weird cutlery and other random stuff, uh, they can pick up a lighting kit. Add an unpronounceable lighting kit to your list of unpronounceable IKEA products. Yeah, you're not lying, dude. I, I didn't even say it, but it's it's called the like the trad free, right? T R A D F R I. Of course, it is the yes. trad free line of smart <laughs> products. Yeah, I mean that's the whole line of all their smart products, but still, I mean, come on. Yeah, can I get a trad a tra the lights the yeah yeah the smart lights right over here, sir. Yeah, even the like person that was talking like or that gave like the quotes for this interview that I read online can't even pronounce their name Jeanette which is a pretty okay I, I, I'm, I'm there I'm with you there uh, but the last name is Skijilamulacy <laughs> it's like a lot of like just like I don't know just a lot of words without vowels a lot of letters without vowels <laughs> put together Um. so yeah so that's Ikea I, I have literally not set foot in Ikea in probably 10 years oh, I don't know about you guys but I actually love Ikea. I go there a lot. Really? Yeah. Do you, Brian? Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm way into storage and shit. Like, they have all kinds of cool boxes. And, ah, dude, love that place. I actually, I like a lot of their products, but I get, like, what I call, like, I- Ikea syndrome when I go in there. It's a combination of being in a, like, intentionally impenetrable labyrinth and, uh, like, the lighting they use in there. I, I get, like, like, heart palpitations and sweats and like a panic attack <laughs> just use the like, emergency exits you can cut through most of that labyrinth see i don't know if those emergency exits because of their name are emergency exits or products like use the jar to get out sir wait <laughs> is that like a sign for my house or <laughs> wait so can you just bail you can there's like a punch out exit like everywhere in ikea yeah they have like random little like holes where you can just sort of go through and just cut through everything I need to uh, avail myself of those next time and just make a beeline for the Swedish meatballs. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of spending money on stuff, um, Google has announced plans to track credit card spending. Oh. So it knows not only when you're buying things online, but also in shops. Oh. The The reason being they think that, well, I guess studies have shown that people who go into stores, spend three times as much as people who just buy something online, oh. which makes sense, right? Because, you know, you go into a store, it's like, oh, you know, I didn't really, you know, so, like that's the whole like Target syndrome, right? Like you go to Target for one thing and you walk out with like 20. Yes. Full spies. Yeah, probably a thing you didn't even, not even the thing you went into in the first place to get to get. So they're trying to track that. People are calling it intrusive in terms of what they're tracking, but they're basically going to use credit and debit card information to prove that their online advertisers can actually get shoppers, not just online to buy things, but to get them in store as well. Whoa. Um, so that presumably so that they can then increase their ad revenue by telling people like, look how many people will get into your store. So you got to pay us more for your adverts. Wouldn't that mean target would have to like furnish my identifying information to Google or you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the scary thing is, okay, so how are they going to get this in-store information? I mean, Google, that's one thing if like somebody's Googling something and then an ad pops up and they track the fact that you went to that store and you bought it, I sort of already 
expect that, you know? But if I'm walking into Joe's Bait Shack and then all of a sudden, you know, I start getting advertisements for Joe's Bait Shack on Google, I'm going to get a little freaked out. Target especially has a pretty robust customer database where they track what you buy and and how often you buy it. And they make a lot of predictions in their own ads and everything. I wonder if if that's just... uh, you know, the, the the next step of accepted or if, if they're getting on that with Google or I mean, I, you probably pulled target out of your ass, but that example especially makes me wonder. Yeah, I feel like retailers are building a profile on you and they're and they're getting you to opt in with loyalty programs and so on. Right. So assuming Google can kind of standardize that or at least mine those data, I, I see the feasibility. I just yeah, I, I'm normally I'm not like creeped out by technology, but I'm not, I'm not really digging this level of sharing. Well, they're saying, they're saying the article, it says that Google, the search, the search giant Google says and it's, that it is in partnership with companies who track 70% of all credit card and debit card transactions in the United States. I wonder if that's wow. the banks then. Maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. It's probably, it might be the, the credit card processors or the banks or whoever. Yeah. yeah the, the Clarence houses or whoever it is that does the final settling of the, funds transfers yeah they're going to merge that data with information they're going to merge that data with data that they already own like you know from their online searches to show who has seen or clicked on advertisements for that location wow and then match that up so they're going to match up like oh you clicked joe's bait shack online and then we see now that you use your credit card to buy something at joe's bait shack I, I gotta tell you man like privacy issues aside i think it's cool as shit like what they're doing with data (laughs) <laughs> it makes me wonder if they're going to like accidentally identify like the what the subconscious functioning of your mind like right after you like uh spend time at a certain site you know are, are you more inclined to then go buy donuts at the store you know what i mean like look out tom you know tom yeah. tom just got off like nakedhoneys.com he's going to come in for those donuts <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, whoever wrote this article is awesome. It's hilarious because then right after that, it says, "We, you know, basically they reached, reached out to Google and Google says that it puts user privacy first. Right. And the quote is, while we developed the concept for this product years ago, it required years of effort to develop a solution that could meet our stringent user privacy requirements. Oh. And then to, to accomplish this, we developed a new custom encryption technology that ensures users' data remains private, secure, and anonymous. So they're basically saying, oh, you know. Yeah, we're we're putting, you know, your privacy first. We got this new technology. It's encrypted. Don't worry about it. We're going to keep your data safe. And then right after that, it says, uh, surprise, uh, coincidentally, the UK government just gave Google a slap on the wrist after it emerged that advertisements footed by the British taxpayer were appearing on terrorist propaganda YouTube clips. <laughs> wow. So obviously you're not taking things that seriously, Google. Yeah. And Wow. So there's a double trust proposition here. One, that thing they said about like privacy and two, that they're going to like furnish anonymous data, like shopper XYZ one, two, three, whose name we won't reveal definitely saw your ad and then definitely went into your store and bought that product. Like without identifying me by name, like, I don't know. How would they prove that? How would, as a retailer, how would you believe them? You know what I mean? If they're going to give you this anonymized data. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't even care about the retailer. I mean, as a, as a 
person. Oh, yeah, as an individual. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, shit. I don't. I let. I mean, to be honest with you, that's why I stopped going. I, I don't shop at Target hardly ever anymore because, uh, like, what is it? Two, three Christmases ago, when like everyone's data got stolen and all their credit cards. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, no way, no, no way. And you know, Target too. All these companies are are like that, but. Target especially, like they really try to trap you into like putting your your PIN number in if you have a debit visa, like debit card or whatever. And I hate putting my PIN in. I always do it instead of debit. I always do it as credit, which sucks for the the retailer because it costs them more for that transaction basically in their like credit card fee when they for their credit card processor. But I'd rather preserve my data. But like if you go to these big companies, they try to trick you. Like they don't tell you exactly like they're always prompting you to put in your pin. Yeah. Um, and you got to sort of, you got to sort of find the way around that because you don't have to, it just, they make it so like they make it confusing. So you just feel like you have to. They, they Right. And I know better, but I'm like under the gun. There's people waiting behind me. I don't want to call somebody over and be like, Hey, how do I run this as credit? Because the, invariably you get the, but it's a debit card. <laughs> like response yeah yeah because the employees don't know yeah you don't have to they're like i figured out like i know the way to, to get around it at walmart i know the way to get around at wall at walgreens and uh you know most places you can sort of figure it out pretty easily but you're right like if you're in line with a bunch of people it's kind of you know get that social pressure yeah man that's what they're counting on Whew. that's that's getting my uh episode juices flowing for a for a retail episode next week guys State of retail, retail yeah. technology. Let's do it. Yeah. There you go, folks. A little uh, impromptu foreshadowing of next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's uh, I think that's enough news for now. All right. A lot of high tech, uh, a lot of technology in, in this in this roundup. I will point out in closing though that uh, <laughs> you're not comfortable with Target knowing how many heads of lettuce you buy. But you're going to totally hand over all your info to TSA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But, I mean, that's, at least I know that that's – at least I'm getting something, like, for my money. And, that like, I know, like, my privacy is completely going to be violated. But it's, like, it's it's the devil you know and the devil you don't know. Like, I, I know when I go there, they're going to, like, rake me over the coals anyway. So at least this will maybe reduce that by a little bit. One less like naked body scan, right? Yeah, it's it's worth it to not have to like be annoyed. <laughs> every literally every time I go to the airport. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, that's it for news, which must mean it's time for tonight's main topic. And as we indicated earlier. Tonight, we are going to uh, sort of have a sequel to our previous two episodes and round out the trilogy uh, and revisit movies again. This time, uh, we, we kind of beat up a little on reboots last week, and then before that, what, that motivated this whole trilogy with a awesome uh, discussion of summer movies. And so now we will sort of get into, rather than reboots, sequels which uh, I think we have a more favorable view of in general. But of course, I am stepping way outside uh, my territory here. I should, of course, let show runner and dominator Brian motivate discussion, as usual. So, Brian, get us started. I think uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was what made me like like really think about this, because... 
after badmouthing all of these uh, unoriginal reboots and retellings and everything like that, I, I'm really I'm kind of excited to see like the sixth sequel for something, which is which is kind of as unoriginal as as, as anything, I think. So for whatever reason, this series has resonated enough with you that you can tolerate the like, yeah, the the, the six parts. Uh, um, I, I think in a series, it's more common because I mean, certainly Star Wars. Um, certainly, well, I just said um, Pirates of the Caribbean, but there's others. I mean, I'm even excited to see uh, Covenant. So aliens to some degree. I'm worried about Covenant. I'm gonna get that out there, but I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, when I've heard good things, uh, Star Wars comes to mind as an obvious, like, long-running series. That's almost exceptional, though, isn't it? I cannot get enough Star Wars. I mean, the comic books, the novels, the cartoons. Rebels is on hiatus until I think August, and I am dying. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They've got you that pulled in. Let's see, I'm trying to think of another series. Oh, uh, obviously the Transformers movies. I mean, those just keep going strong. Whatever that appeal is, it certainly seems to be solid. <laughs> you know, there's no hope for a reboot as long as those are good, right? They're like the, those Erector Set Transformers are here to stay for I mean, a they're kind of sort of rebooting with First Night, aren't they? Isn't it supposed to be like the the new multiverse or whatever? I'm not sure. I think like Optimus like ends up like from what I've seen in the trailer, Optimus ends up going to like some middle ages sort of planet and becomes a dark knight or something like well, that. Well, it's supposed to involve Rom and <laughs> that, the Micronauts too, right? <laughs> really? I think so. That's what they're doing with the, the comic books. I thought the movie was supposed to kind of follow. You're talking like that other comic series that they're like folding that in or something? Or are you saying that kind of like... Yeah. Rom Space Knight, hence the name of the movie. Oh, I... <laughs> I had no idea. That's a you're not kidding. That's a serious. I mean, it's done in the like comics. You can read them right now. I don't. I don't know if the movie's going to go there, but I, I thought that was the insinuation. Wow! Wow! So they're like literally just going into the toy catalog and like. Well, they're they're doing like you know a Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're doing like a I don't know what you want to call it a Hasbro Cinematic Universe. Hasbro Toy Universe. Cool. Did, didn't Hasbro own the Armatron like? wristwatch that would turn into a uh <laughs> robot too can't wait till that guy gets a movie transformers right like i mean it's pretty simple for them to keep making sequels because they're robots you know what i mean like and they're all it's all cg uh it's all cgi like i mean they've already shuffled in and out like you know the actors or whatever um but like other movies like you know i'm actually surprised they didn't use cgi on the, the fast and furious <laughs> What, to put Paul Walker back in? Yeah, they should have put his ass back in there with some, uh, with some CGI. I think that would be disrespectful. or It was disrespectful last year, but now it's, now it's fine, I guess, like with Star Wars and stuff. Well, I, th I think you'll start to see it becoming fine as people prepare for it. I mean, Walker had no say in it whatsoever because he was gone like that. But, you know, it's going to start being in contracts. Meaning that, like, what, we reserve the right and we'll... You know, your estate will get some percentage of the proceeds, but we reserve the right to like continue with your digital likeness yeah. after you're dead or old or ugly or whatever. Yeah. If they use yeah, actors yeah. at all, for sure. Probably for sure. before long, they'll just have mocap and hire schmucks. 
Yeah, I just have like CG. Just hire voice actors. <laughs> yeah, I just have these like fully like, you know, motion captured like characters that they create basically. They might not even need voice actors either. Like if they do the uh, voice tech technology, if they develop voice tech. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Like so, a wholly created. Okay, in the future, I could see a wholly created character uh, drawing on a vast motion capture library, so they don't actually have to even hire anybody to do that. And then, like, a synthesized voice, you know, based on, like, bazillions of samples, all gathered by Google yeah. through Target, right? By yeah. analysis of yeah. their customers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something that's been talked about for a while. Like, I, since they even started doing, like, CG stuff, like, oh, it's a matter of time before actors are gone. But conceivably, you could, like, script out an entire movie as, what, like a program or something, right? With, like, digital actors. Well, there was a... Um... What did I post? I posted, didn't I post something or I might've wanted to post it and I didn't cause it was like late at night and I didn't think anyone would even see it. Uh, but it was something about like the computer may, uh, you know, they, they, they put together some algorithm um, and it made like pretty funny, like, like the computer made a pretty funny movie, like the AI, you know, or it made <laughs> funny jokes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like the AI, like we won't even need like producers or writers even anymore. You know, it's just like, you get a, a sophisticated enough AI and they can just come up with unlimited ideas of, of movies and and not only that, but like you said, feed, getting all that information from Google and Target and whatever and make a movie based on what it knows people will want to see. Can you imagine how profitable that would be? Yeah. I mean, it'll end, you know, writing and acting as an art, but can you imagine, God, first, how fast they can crank it out. Secondly, how relevant it will be to, you know, next weekend's box office. Well, it could literally be like a almost like a week to week kind of thing. So like say yeah. fidget fidget spinners are the cool new thing and the algorithm recognizes that fidget spinners are awesome and maybe it doesn't make a whole movie around fidget spinners, but it just inserts fidget Everybody spinners into the next it. into the next movies that you know, the movies that it just created yesterday, you know? Or it's you know, it, you it, it could literally like pop out a movie in like an hour or a, a day or two. You know what I mean? Oh my God. And so like the movie it just made would be like hyped up and like in the, in the theaters, like the next week. It would catch on before parents do. Yeah. Then it could like digitally retcon stuff into older movies. Like, you know, there's, sort of, there's uh-huh. a movie about kids playing with Pokemon cards and then like, so without anybody knowing it, like subs out Pokemon cards and it puts in uh, fidget spinners <laughs> or whatever's popular <laughs> next. Yeah, I mean, the Hollywood machine becomes a literal thing. There's like this <laughs> hive mind brain yeah. or something just like cranking out entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it could literally take movies that are digital and make them into new movies. Like put all the Godfathers together the way, you know, how somebody cut that up. So it's like the Godfather all in one sequence or like Star Wars, but with all just the crap cut out in like four hours or whatever. You know, it could literally like not just that, but take all that footage and make it into a new movie. Gosh, that's amazing to think about. I'd pay to see it. <laughs> I would too. No, but I mean, I'm talking about like continuing the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just import the Godfather movies, and then it extrapolates from there, and just like right. keeps like builds the universe. Yeah. I mean, obviously, from a money making standpoint, you'd want to release it in serial fashion, but <laughs> this brings up like an actual movie universe, uh, or brings it to mind. Like you could visit at any point you want see any goings on you want you know what i mean um yeah 
I think for the sake of like theme and cinema and theater, you would need like an arc. Pe- people love arcs in their stories, but God, you are right that you could pop in at any point you wanted, and you might be interested in dis- different aspects than I am. We could go to the same movie and just, you know, oh, this guy bought so and so. We'd better put him for him and. This guy just browsed this. Oh, that for him. Especially if it's like streaming to just to you. So like it's yeah. just it's basically tailored to you. So like your ending of the Sopranos could be totally different than someone else's. Oh my gosh. Or you might focus on different characters and you you never even like see that like big ending. Like you're just not interested in that guy. Oh, I didn't like him. Just watch someone else. Oh my gosh. It, it would actually be like I mean a a, a universe instead of just you know, connected movies. But then do you all have to visit at the same time or can you consume it at will? Because you know what I mean? Well, it might be like something like where you go and you like, you're like, okay, I want to see what's going on on Battletech or whatever the name of the, the show is that you want to watch. Right. And you sit down, you turn on your computer and you click, I want to watch Battletech. It extrapolates everything that you've done in like the last two weeks <laughs> builds like, tailors the universe to you and then pops up an episode on your screen oh my gosh this and then for like a, a mass market release like a mass market movie or, or not even mass market but just say like tv is still around and like you know it's it's doing something for like the you know like the mass audience so it can't tailor just to you it has looked at like it's scraped like all the reddits all the all the 4chans all of the you know what i mean like all of the fan theories and crazy things or whatever and put it all together and then produce the optimal ending that most people will like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is like intriguing, but at the same time, kind of horrifying. I thought this was going to be like a light topic, but as we've been discussing this, I've actually come up with a list of three ways I'm going to bounce off of you in which this will kind of like break society. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is leading alone the, you know, AI bubbles we're all going to live or the uh, VR bubbles we're all going to live in someday. And the, uh, sentient, uh, you know, AI companions that are going to be our ideal mates and all this other stuff. Uh, just think, they, I, I came up with three, just as we were talking. One, what happens to celebrity culture? Like right now, the whole Hollywood model, like so much of our economy, just so much of like people's day-to-day depends on like celebrity worship, right? And celebrity setting trends, I mean, all these celebrities are going to be out of work and then people are going to have like nobody to worship anymore. Are they? There's going to be a CG. No, dude, they're going to have AI to worship. They're going to have the results of collective interest. It's going to feed on itself so badly. Collective, but then also like filtered to their and tailored just for them. Right. So you like get out all the bits that might not appeal 100% to you. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think the I think the algorithms are going to look at trends, so it may not have my exact preferences, but it knows what people like me like, and it can certainly recommend. and And I, I have a lot of confidence in that being accurate. I mean, it certainly works for for shopping. It certainly works for you know Amazon movies now. That could be, okay, I just added a second one then. <laughs> Between my first and my third one, I, I inserted this one. That has another potentially society-breaking um, ramification. That being that, like, there's, like, seven versions of the movie. 
indicating that like everybody thinks they're this unique thinker and this they've got this unique perspective but no we we basically like seven variations covers like most thought patterns so honestly (laughs) you don't have an original thought you don't really come at things in a remarkable way you're just in one of like seven categories we've come up with and we can appeal to you you know very broadly and easily uh so it, it kind of blows individualism out of the water to a certain extent Right, you're, you're, oh, you're, yeah, a, you're, you're people. People love that, though. People love that. Yeah. Like, all, all those like stupid like like surveys that people take online, and it's like, what you know, what whatever Battlestar Galactica character are you, or whatever you know. There's <laughs> yes. only like there's only like six answers, but people just keep taking the stupid test until they get the one they want, you know. And it's it just it, the, people love that, and, and they use that as their own like unique take on things you know what i'm saying it's like a tribal identifier like i'm a seven i'm a category seven i I, i'm always in category seven for movie interests and that kind of thing oh me too yeah let's form a facebook group Uh, right okay so so actually i I was looking at it from a uh death of the uh unique and special individual perspective but actually it just makes us more uh willing to drives it more yeah 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 i don't think it'd hurt individualism more than you know sports teams do <laughs> right gotcha yeah when well, i think too like back to your point tom on the first thing that i think that like so maybe actors will be not be done away with which i don't know that that'll ever be 100 percent the case but well i mean in the foreseeable future but like people are just gonna be you're just gonna have more of these people that are famous just for being famous you know like some hot chick that just sits and watch and re and you, you already see it now. There's people that are on YouTube that make money just by reacting to episodes of TV shows or reacting to like different YouTube clips and videos. I mean, that that's all they do is they sit there and they watch something and someone watches them watching it and their reactions. Like it, it, it's, it's, that's just going to feed on itself and you're going to have these like famous for being famous celebrities that are just going to feed off basically the, whatever's being put out to the masses. So just the, the most conspicuous and compelling consumers, uh, the, the influencers who, yeah. uh, I'm a, I'm the leader of the category sevens. We like, yeah. What's, ba- yeah. What's Bambi's take on this week's episode? What's Joe's take on that movie or whatever? Right. Right. And she hooks you in by saying, and you know, our category, we love movies with sad endings and this one really takes the cake and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually understand like, youtuber curated content at all i guess i'm too old for that but (laughs) i can see where the trend might take things there you might be onto something okay so potentially not breaking but i think still with some more tribal ramifications there on on that second point uh the third one actually we kind of just did away with because i i the third one i wrote down was no more shared experiences and maybe this one will still hold true we don't get to go see the new transformers movie as presented and enjoy or hate it as presented now there are like variations you know tailored to each of us so or maybe we that'd make talking about it so much more interesting dude. <laughs> you think so though oh yeah man like h- how many times have you talked to someone who saw the exact same movie as you did but focus on a different aspect or from their experience caught something that you thought was innocuous or just and and, and talked about it and compared notes for like hours like uh that's a imagine if that was the point of it that actually is a good point but 
Imagine if they actually didn't experience what you did, but it still all fit. So you come together like after the three hour viewing session and they like followed Boba Fett the whole time and you were like following Luke. And then you get together like, yeah, you see what happened with Luke? Oh no, I went off with Boba Fett. And then that could be interesting because then you get to fill in the gaps with one another about what happened while you were following one character versus the other, right? Yep. Uh, that's okay. Okay. You guys are giving me hope. This isn't necessarily going to end society. It's going to change it. All right. I mean, dude, just imagine if you went to the movies, if you went to Star Wars and you saw Rogue One and I went and I saw A New Hope, imagine the talk afterwards. Oh my god, I love that part on the ship at the end. You mean the beginning? That was cool as shit. Really? What happened next? Uh, Oh, how did they get there? So it increases interaction. People have to come together and give their own accounts, really, at that point, don't they? Love that. That's pretty cool. And then maybe you could like walk your friend through your view of the movie and show what you saw. And yeah, that could, that could make the same universe consumable from different angles, even. Maybe not being individually tailored to each viewer, but I love the idea of, you know, here is, instead of a movie assimilation, here's what happens when these bad guys are introduced, these good guys are introduced. It takes them 20 minutes to find out of each o- about each other, you know. One of them just gets bored and goes off and does his own thing. Maybe some people like that. I like it. I like it. And it, you kind of address my last point, although I think there's still a danger, which is increased isolation, even in entertainment. Now, I mentioned all these other Uh, ostensibly isolating factors in the future of, of being able to kind of live in our own little bubbles. But what if people become intolerant of the different takes? Like they're like, man, that, that movie with Luke Skywalker was great. No, it was all about Boba Fett. And you know, they get into an argument and then finally somebody gets jaded and bitter. It's like, I'm just going to retreat into my own bubble, consume media my way. And I don't want to hear from anybody else about anything else. Well, then you get subreddits. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But aren't those sort of like isolated echo chambers? Like, don't people like retreat into those to hear like their own thoughts echoed back? That was the joke. Oh, zing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Brian, I don't appreciate your... They do it already. I mean... What's I'm saying? So so could this make that problem worse? Could this make echo chamber thought thinking even worse? At least when it comes to entertainment. I don't know. What do you think, Cam? Oh, man. I don't know. It's just... Like I said before, I, I wish I could see. I wish I could go. I wish I had a TARDIS and go like a hundred years in the future and see like what is going on. But I do. I do like the fact. Just sort of going back to Brian's point about like how the interaction would be between like, oh my god, what did you see? Oh, what did you see? Won't well, you know? Like that would just exponentially increase the buzz about things like on social media, online, on chats, in Reddit, and, you know, like forums, things like that, which would then just feed the beast even more because then like, you know, that information would then get culled and put into something to, you know, feed the next episode or whatever. I like the idea of different perspectives. It's, 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 it's cool. It it could add a whole new dimension to um, entertainment unless it leads to these catastrophic results. I, I, (laughs) I indicated uh, as being possible, but I'm not sure I'm, well, 
I guess it's no different than Hollywood today. I'm I'm not sure about the master computer, like, you know, analyzing and churning out optimum entertainment for everyone. But I guess that's Hollywood now, right? It's just not as optimized as it could be. I I have so over the episode, we've put together a few concepts and and I'll I'll tie them all together in in a in a crazy way. I know this is is overreach, but I'll I'll do it just in case. Cam was talking about wouldn't it be cool to see what worlds we're going to uncover to you know to 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 live a little bit uh, just just out of our reach we'll probably be getting there but there's a at least a decent chance i feel that we will be able to download people mm. in in you know, our lifetimes, you know, assuming no violence and relative healthy lifestyles in the next 50 years, which I think most of us will see. Once you've downloaded someone like that, you you can just make them movies with them. Ah. You don't even need an algorithm. Like, look, it's your job. Just, just. Go into the city, and we're going to throw some weird shit at you. See what happens. Are, do they know they're in a movie, or are they experiencing this as like <laughs> this sort of captive consciousness used for our entertainment at that point? I ethically, let's say they're paid. Okay, ethically, let's say that's how they earned their runtime. <laughs> All right, okay. This, yeah, this is how this is how we keep the the server turned on. <laughs> okay, that's fair. What what if that's already happened, and that's what we're doing right now? <laughs> well. Whoa. <laughs> then, then let's assume let's assume we've just like woken up and discovered the nature of the matrix for a second um <laughs> and and let's i'm neo <laughs> cam assuming this hasn't already happened and we're we haven't already arrived at that point let's just say the nerd travaganza you know continues on its current trajectory and we are catapulted to superstardom just prior to the uh, eclipse of stars because you know we're not going to need stars anymore but uh, the entertainment we provide was deemed so valuable that our consciousnesses, consciousnesses, I think that's the plural, uh, must be uh, uploaded for posterity. And so they approach you and say, listen, you know, unfortunately, you were born about 50 years too early to keep your body alive indefinitely. How about we p- put you in a server farm? The only <laughs> the only problem is or the only uh, compensation we would ask is that you uh, come entertain us on demand now and then. Would you take the deal? Oh, hell yeah. For really? sure. Yeah, yeah. Would. yeah, why not? Dude, it would be just like playing an MMO. It, I do that shit for free. Yeah. yeah, People pay a lot of money to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I guess I would I do would. it. I just... It wouldn't worry you that somebody could unplug you, you know, if, if they didn't like your performance. Better than being unplugged to begin with. Yeah, I mean, your, <laughs> your body's unplugging you, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to die anyway. I mean, you might as well, like, live on in some form of consciousness. So, I mean, why not, like, just be in there? And, like, you know, I'm sure that would, like Brian said, so at, you know, at that point, I would hope we were enlightened enough to have some sort of ethics, you know? And we could just, like, all right, dude, like, I'll do it, but, you know, I'm only going to work you know, eight hours a day, the other, whatever, I'm assuming you probably don't even need sleep at that point. So the rest of the time I'm going to be off doing my, you know, having digital porn or what, you know, whatever, you know, like doing whatever I want to do. Playing with my fidget spinner. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Um, I think it was a black mirror episode that was very similar to that where, you know, these two people, they met 
on this like virtual net or whatever. And basically that's, that was the moral issue at hand was like, okay, you're dying. What do you, you know, do you want to do that? Do you want to upload? Do you want to have like a natural death or do you actually want to upload yourself to that cloud or whatever and live there forever? I think, I think we all three come down on the like live there forever uh, side. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? I don't know. I've, I meet a lot of people like I wouldn't want to live forever. No way. Like, why yeah wait wait till they're on their deathbed they're gonna be right begging for it. right like they come to you with a pill like hey we can knock 20 years off your life uh you know off your natural age right now and keep you around no no i want to you know, die naturally i think most people given that choice would pop that pill in a heartbeat 99.9 i mean i'm sure you can always just choose to delete yourself somehow you know once you've done it i don't think it's like a a vampiric curse that you must live right. until the end of computers <laughs> right. although i like that idea better <laughs> Like you're like this busted. <laughs> you die when we say you die. <laughs> now act, monkey. Act. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have we actually done an episode on uh, immortality options and which ones we would uh, choose given the option? I don't know. Like you're presented with the choice, like live on or or die. That might that might be another that might be a future topic idea. Just gonna put that out there. That's definitely that's definitely cool. All right. Speaking of. Uh, Eternity, though, this episode may be getting a little long in the two. You think we should uh, bring it to an end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move in that direction, then. Well, this went in uh, a few unexpected directions, but I think we wrapped up kind of movies and uh, <laughs> somehow spanned a, created a bridge from, like, <laughs> movies to <laughs> the future of immortality in mankind. and uh, listeners to our show will uh, not find such a tangent surprising and can look forward to many more such tangents if they are sure to subscribe to us on itunes check us out in stitcher or consume our podcast in any of the numerous other venues in which it is presented like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram add us to your google circle and join the nerdstravaganza hq group on facebook head on over to nerdstravaganza.com and download all of our awesome podcast episodes to your brain from our very cool website um jog on over to to youtube and type nurse shavaganza into the handy name search bar and check out all of our video content we have sequel on top of sequel on top of sequel uh right there on youtube for your viewing pleasure and send us an email at nurse gmail.com and let us know whether or not you want to download your brain to the cloud and with us now having committed to eternal indentured servitude as virtual actors i hereby command brian to take us into our dubious future. Mm, I don't really care that the aliens are attacking today. I think uh, I'm going to sit in this uh, Starbucks and <laughs> work on my novel. <laughs> that no one will ever read. <laughs> right. Totally indifferent. Uh, even in the movie about your novel, you writing your novel. <laughs> right, no right, right. No, you're supposed to fight the aliens. No, I'm, I'm rebelling by taking independent action. <laughs> I've got the one fan that likes me doing mundane things. <laughs> All right, that's it.